Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today we're going local for Song of the Soul. For me, that means the Chippewa Valley here in West Central Wisconsin, but I want to remind you that I especially would like to welcome guests local to wherever you're listening to this broadcast from. Given that there are 40-some stations carrying Northern Spirit Radio programs, that's a lot of local musicians I'd love to feature. So please reach out to me via the NordenSpiritRadio.org website contact info. I'm so very happy to have Corey Reason-Weber here today. I first got to hear her performing live at the home of Myron Buckles just shy of a year ago as part of Girl Band and was eager to feature her musical skill and beautiful vocals, but there was a slight hitch. She was closing in on her birthing date. So I sat on my hands waiting for the happy event to come and for the dust to settle, and I'm so very pleased to have Corey Reesenweber here for today's program in person. Corey, how wonderful to have you here for Song of the Soul. Thanks, Mark. It's great to be here. I finally caught up with you. I heard you play, I don't know, it was a month before the birth of your child. He is, what, seven months now? He is going to be 10 months on the 19th. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How's that going? It's fantastic. Yeah, it's motherhood has been wonderful. He's a really great baby. I feel like he made it easy because he has a very pleasant temperament. As a musician, were you oriented towards family life? I mean, some often to get involved in music. I mean, like what Sue Orfield does. Mm -hmm. I mean, she... I don't know if there's any minute of her day that isn't filled. Right. And all of a sudden, you've got this major block of time, which is dedicated not only to your other work, but to, you know, your son. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll start by saying, like, I'm definitely not at a Sue Orfield level of musicianship in any way. I don't dedicate as much time to it as others would. For me, it's just more of something that I love to do. And so I do it as much as I can. As far as being like a parent, and that's just something that I always felt like I was meant to do. It's been always very important for me. And so I just kind of fit in music as much as I can. Where did you start out with music? Were you one of those five-year-olds playing the piano or the violin? or? Yeah, I was one of those five-year-olds that sang all the time everywhere. I sang for my family a lot. My family has a bluegrass band. So I kind of grew up watching them perform. And when I say family, it's extended, like my dad's cousins. So I saw my dad kind of perform with them. And there was just kind of music happening around me a lot. I naturally enjoyed performing. I was also the youngest of a large family. I have older brothers. So I feel like I was a performer from birth because I had an audience. I had, you know, I had a captive audience all the time. My brothers were so great to me and they just thought that everything I did was adorable and hilarious, you know? So it just kind of like naturally fed into this performer personality. So I really enjoy performing. My dad always tells the story of when we went to one of my older brother's performance at school, like a music performance, 
And I saw them singing and knew that I wanted to sing on the microphone. And so my dad talked to the band director. And in between their songs, my dad brought me down to the front of the auditorium and I held on to the microphone. I was maybe three. I held on to the microphone and I sang the Little Mermaid song, Part of Your World, from beginning to end in front of like... At three years old. At three years old, yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you still do it? Let's hear a few notes. Look at this stuff, isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? That's the song. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't lose it. I mean, that's been, what, 29 years and you still got it locked in there. Yeah, it's a great memory, a good moment. I have a vague recollection of singing it. And it was probably the biggest audience that I've had at that point. So it was pretty cool. (laughs) But yeah. And then just kind of grew up performing with my family. And from there in high school, I was in performance groups, became friends with some enough musicians, and it just kind of stuck with me, performed with bands here and there throughout my life. And where were you growing up? Was this in this area or country, city? Bruce, Wisconsin. So up north a little bit. So I attended Bruce High School, only spent two years of high school there. I then moved to Chippewa Falls. So I spent my junior and senior year at Chai High, which, as a lot of people in this area know, have a really fantastic reputation for uh, their music program. And those who aren't from this area, Chai High stands for Chippewa Falls High School, which is just a little bit north of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where we're doing this interview. Those listening out in California or in Massachusetts or down in Houston or wherever probably didn't know Chai High. True, true, true. Yes, I forget that this might not just be locally broadcasted. (laughs) Yeah, there's some 40 stations nationwide that carry our programs. Wow. We need to take them into account, too. I will keep that in mind. Yeah. So at a certain point, though, you got involved with a group called Beacon James. Where are they in your developmental pattern? So my best friend and I from high school, after she graduated high school, we moved to Chicago together. We initially formed a group there. That was kind of our first taste of performing live and having a creative group of people to make original music. So my friend, her name is Jessica McAwam, and she is an amazing artist, fantastic songwriter. So that was kind of our first experience with a band. And then we moved back home to the Eau Claire area and formed another group, also called Beacon James, because we kept a lot of the same songs that she had written. So we decided we wanted to keep the name. So she was attending University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, was part of the music program there. So again, surrounded by just a lot of talented people. And so we got some of our friends together. And so we played pretty regularly for three to four years or so in the area. And then after everyone graduated, things just kind of dispersed. She's still off making music, my friend Jessica. Still off making music and writing and being awesome. What kind of music were you a fan of growing up? Growing up, mostly bluegrass and country kind of music. Then as I got older, was exposed to a little more classic rock, older music. Always enjoyed 50s music and 60s music, just everything. And I felt like all the, the new genres of music that I discovered, each time it just kind of added to my musical influences. I remember being in high school and kind of discovering funk music and you know, 60 soul, kind of that kind of a vibe and really digging that a lot and feel like it's all just kind of come together to form a lot of musical taste. (laughs) But I definitely gravitate towards music that has an interesting arrangement. 
I like horns a lot, a lot of brass instruments, and a lot of intricate vocal harmonies. Which would make sense, particularly with girl band, right? Yeah. You've got mm-hmm. a lot of sound going on there. That... Yes. You can hear an example of that of that harmony on one song that I wrote called Hush. We recorded with Beacon James. The album was called A Collection of American Short Stories. And we recorded it, in, I think, in 2010. That can be found online, actually, at beaconjames.com. Or is it Beacon James? It's on beaconjamesbrandcamp.com. Bandcamp, I yes. have the link on Northern Spirit okay, Radio. Perfect. So people can follow the link there and, and hear more by Beacon James. Good. Why Hush? This is one of my most personal songs, I suppose, that I've written. And I wrote it in a very, a very strong emotional state. In 2008, my brother passed away. I wrote this kind of during my grieving period, I guess you could call it. And... So when I was writing this song, the lyrics are like, hush, little baby, hush. I kind of wrote it as this thinking about my brother and me when I was a baby and my brother kind of comforting me and then him there now comforting me. So that's where the song comes from. Hush by Corey Reason Weber.
Sweet Moving Song by Corey Reeson Weber. It was performed with Beacon James back when she was Corey Nielsen. Obviously very close to your heart, Corey. How do you do a song like that up on stage and not break down? <laughs> Remember, you know what I mean? I just, I'm amazed at performers who are able to keep it together on stage through so many deep things they're sharing. Yeah, I guess it kind of, the song, as it gets played more and more, the song became separate from me. You know what I mean? Once I gave it to Beacon James and Jessica did her beautiful arrangement of it with all those harmonies. And once the instruments come in, it kind of becomes a thing of its own. So it wasn't really just mine anymore, you know? So I think I was able to sing it when we were performing it. I don't really perform it much anymore because <laughs> for me, now that it's it has this beautiful recording with all these harmonies, when I play it myself, it's just not the same anymore. So I, it's not really part of my material anymore. It's, it's kind of, it's something that I hold really dear and I love listening to the recording of it, but I don't really perform it much anymore. It's maybe something that I should uh, revive. Well, especially now since you actually have a child too. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I was thinking of you passing this on to your son. For sure. Do you sing to your son? Yes. All day, every day. We sing about everything. <laughs> Well, let's go on to another song. We want to get a lot of flavor of who Corey Reeson Weber is. Was it an improvement to go to Reeson Weber from Nielsen, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I think of people who go to sometimes very different names uh -huh. from, from very, you know, go from Smith to, you know, Reeson Weber. It's a yeah. kind of, you know, it, it would be a stretch. Sure. No, I love my last name, Nielsen, or Reeson Weber. I love both of them, Nielsen and Reeson Weber. But it is funny how. They're still, both of them are still misspelled. Like Nielsen is one of those names where you think that it's easy to spell, but it was constantly misspelled because there's little things that people aren't quite sure of. You know, is it an I-E or is it an E-I or is it S-E-N or S-O-N? Once you know it, it's super simple. And then Reason Weber is the same way where people are, aren't sure if it's an E-I or an I-E. So they're two very different names, but there's a similar misspelling that goes with both of them. <laughs> How long have you been married? 2015. So this will be our four-year anniversary in October. Congratulations on that. Thank you. I'm actually hoping that you're going to show up on October 5th for the big celebration that Sandra and I are going to have for our 25th anniversary. I think you'd have a lot of fun there too. And kids are welcome. Cool. In any case, let's go on to another song by either Corey Nielsen or Corey Reeson Weber. I think you've been productive lately. After Beacon James, there was kind of a period of where I didn't have a group anymore and I wasn't doing music and it felt like something was really lacking. I missed it a lot and I realized that I really needed a creative outlet. I was doing a little bit here and there with other musicians, but I was kind of just it was very sparse and I felt like I was waiting for other musicians to reach out to me to do shows. And I realized I just needed to, if it was something that was important to me, I needed to make it happen. So a couple of years ago, I started going to more open mics and just playing, playing my own stuff more regularly and wanted to make it a goal to write more original music. I feel like writing is something that doesn't come as naturally to me as I wish that it did. So I don't have a lot of original music. So when I do get a song that I feel like works, it's very rewarding for me. <laughs> well, can you give us an example of some more of your work? So after I was done performing with Beacon James, I continued to do a little bit of songwriting here and there, and I was able to be part of a songwriters collective at Pine Hollow Audio in Eau Claire here. 
it's a really, really great opportunity for songwriters in the area. Evan Middlesworth, who owns Pine Hollow, he picks a songwriter and then he gathers musicians to come in and kind of back them up. So I was able to just go into the studio with two original songs. You spend like an hour just kind of teaching the musicians and playing and jamming and rehearsing. And then he just kind of hits record and you just get kind of whatever happens. So I was able to record two songs there. The first one was called Starlight. This one is another song that I wrote kind of in the same, the same time period that I wrote Hush. So I was a little bit younger and feeling very, you know, sad. It's a beautiful sad that is delivered by Corey Reason Weber today for Song of the Soul. Here is Starlight.
comprehensive song by Corey Reeson Weber here today for Song of the Soul. Starlight. We all grew up starlight, star bright. Uh, yeah. The big questions of life. Did you go through your metaphysical transition at that age? I mean, is that your early 20s? You're going through the big questions of life. What's yeah. it all about? Yeah, I feel like that was maybe part of it. <laughs> I think every every young 20 something, you know, has those moments where they they try to think very deeply and uh maybe it's not always very successful at that <laughs> at that age because you still have a lot of experience to happen before you, you know, start forming real ideas about the world, but yeah, it was definitely I was a little more I was still young and naive, but I was trying to think deeply. <laughs> well, now that you're fully formed and, uh, you know, at 32, you probably know all the answers to life's important questions. Not uh, even a little bit. <laughs> you, you don't really don't feel like that? I, I, I feel somehow, you know, having a child really, for me, when my son emerged into the world, I learned about a kind of love I had not even had a good suspicion existed yeah. before. There's some levels of life that I feel like my life got turned around. There was this whole spectrum of colors I hadn't been able to see before that now I see vividly, you know? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like I've grown a lot and uh, matured a lot now that I'm in my 30s. I feel more, probably just more confident, but also don't really feel like I have all the answers though yet either. I think the, the line in Starlight is, who has the answer, who really knows the question? I think still kind of resonates with me now as it did then of like, I feel like we all just do our best and do what makes us happy and no one has all the answers. Well, I'm still hoping we get a couple answers from you through your songs. Let's go right into another one. Sure. This one has a completely different tone to it. This is called Why Would Someone Steal?
Why would someone steal? What a what I I can feel the outrage and the <laughs> sorrow by Corey Reasonweber. So why would someone steal your Oldsmobile? Oh my goodness! I just don't know. I mean, it's a true story. I re- I really enjoy this song a lot, and I I set out to write this song, and I I knew I wanted to write a song about my car being stolen. What I really appreciate about the song is that it's it turned into a love song, and I like that it has that kind of surprise twist ending where you, you don't really you don't know it's a car, 
You know, you don't know that it's a car when you're listening to it. So I think that's a fun thing about the song. So my car, I had this fantastic big boat. It was a Delta 88 1984 Oldsmobile. And it was just beautiful. The radio would cut in and out, and it had to bang on the dashboard to get it to turn back on. <laughs> the The dashboard light, like, barely worked. The speedometer, I don't think even... No, it was the gas. The gas tank didn't work. There was just so much that was wrong with it, but it was my car, and I loved it. It was my first car. I took that car across the country. It was just so good to me. So I, I had a lot of love for the car. I was very broken up about it when it got stolen. So a lot of the lines in that song come right from just that day, that day that I woke up and she was gone. Just that feeling of like, is this really happening? Like my car's just gone. So this is, <laughs> this happened while I was living in Chicago. I did have to get on the train then and ride the train to work. I remember being on, on the train, it just in tears. Cause I was just in such shock. Like, how is my car just gone? And it also rained. Yep. So there's that line in the song, crying in the rain, running to catch that train to take me where I need to go. And I needed to get to work. <laughs> yeah. So I was riding the L trying to go to work. It doesn't sound to me like you're really one of the material girl mode of being, <laughs> but that your connection to the physical thing had to do with experiences together. Yeah, absolutely. So a little more to the story. From what I remember... This happened around the time that my brother had passed away, which I already have mentioned. And there was an issue about what to do with his car. He had this vehicle, which was a nice newer car. And so here I was driving this old beater. So my dad had offered it to me, the car. And I didn't really want it because I loved the Oldsmobile so much. But I felt like I should. I should take it because it was a newer car. And I also felt like Russell would want me to have it because he would always tell me, you know, just what a pile my Oldsmobile was and that it was not going to last and I needed a reliable vehicle. So the day before the Oldsmobile was stolen, I was in Duluth. And so the day before I was on my way home from Duluth to Chicago, this long car ride. And I spent so much time of that ride thinking, what should I do? You know, what would Russ want me to do? I feel like Russ might want me to have, have the Suzuki. I just don't know. How could I get rid of the Oldsmobile? And then I woke up in the morning and it was gone. Talk about yeah, karma. Yeah, it was very strange. <laughs> I woke up in the morning and it was just gone. And so I called my dad immediately and said, well, I guess I'm going to take Russell's car. <laughs> and just, yeah, had to spend a week without a vehicle and took a bus back home, got Russell's car. And then that, that was the end of it. I never heard from the Oldsmobile again. Do you believe in prayers getting answered, even if they get answered in wonky ways? I don't know. I I kind of believe in, um, I don't feel like it was that much of a coincidence. I do feel like there was a little bit of the, the universe kind of maybe had a hand in it. I kind of follow an agnostic vibe of where I just don't know. I feel like it's definitely possible. And in that moment, and when I think back on it now, it is such a coincidence. And part of me definitely feels like Russ wanted me to have the car. And this was just kind of like meant to happen. I want to remind folks that you're listening to Song of the Soul. On the web, you find us at northernspiritradio.org. All 14 years of our programs are there for free listening and download. You can find links. So like when you want to track down Corey Reesenweber, you'll follow the link to her Facebook page, Corey Reesenweber Music, 
where you can find more information, where she's performing, what songs she's done. You can find a little bit of her history. She'll connect all of that up for you. So please remember to follow that for all of our guests of the last 14 years and on the 40-some stations that carry this program across the country. A lot of information on northernspiritradio.org, including a place to offer us comments. So when you're listening to Corey and I Visit, feel free to post a comment and let us know what you're thinking, rating, and it helps complete the communication, the two-way communication that is the important way that the world should work. Also on the site, there's a donate button. That's how this full-time work is supported by your donations, not by corporations, not by the government, but by you, the listener. So click that when you come. Even more important, support your local community radio station. We're fortunate here in the Chippewa Valley to have a couple different local stations, including WHYS Radio right here in Eau Claire. But there's stations all across this nation providing local music, local voices, local insights. And that's all the more important when over 90% of the media in this country are owned just by six corporations. That's unbelievable. Essentially six entities which determine what news you do and don't get, what music you can and cannot hear. So it's so important for Corey and for everyone else locally that you support your local community radio station. Start there and help other places if you can. Again, Corey Reason Weber is here for Song of the Soul. We've had a couple songs. We need to keep going because there's a lot of beautiful music, and I really think that somehow maybe the birth of your son has helped free up some more creative juices, or usually people right after the birth of a child, uh, mainly what they have to do is try and sleep. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. I kind of got lucky. He's a pretty good sleeper. He wakes up a little bit in the, the middle of the night occasionally, but overall, he's been a very good sleeper. So I haven't had much of a chance to write since he's been born. I would really like to because I feel like there's some untapped content there just based on new mom experiences. So some of the newer material I have, I mostly wrote last summer while I was pregnant. So still, I feel like I was when I was pregnant, I was in this mode of like, you know, I have to do all the things now before I get too busy. <laughs> so I wrote some music last year and even the summer before that too. So as I had mentioned before, after Beacon James, I went through that period of I didn't really have a lot of musical outlet. And so I kind of just took it upon myself to start going to open mics and to reach out and kind of just make it happen for myself. And that really led to me writing some some new material that I was pretty happy with and also meeting a lot of new musicians and kind of creating a new musical family for myself and a new musical community. Through that, I've started playing in another band called Girl Band, and we've been playing together now for two years. They're a great group of gals, and we have a lot of fun together. And we've been talking about... We've been doing covers so far in the last two years, and just recently we've kind of started to introduce our original songs to each other. And so one of the songs that I gave to them was called Up on the Hill. We haven't recorded it yet, but we've been playing it live together, and it's coming together really well with them. So hopefully in the future we'll be able to get together and do some recording of Up on the Hill. And so why don't we listen to it now by Corey Reason Weber. She's going to perform this one live here for Song of the Soul. Upon the hill, the sun 
sky up upon the hill I'll watch it rise I'll watch it rise upon the hill the world filled with light everything is gonna be alright upon the hill Let's call it a day You are everything to me Please don't leave Please, please stay Up on the hill The world filled with light Everything is gonna be alright Up on the hill Upon the hill We, we've come so far We've climbed, climbed every hill We've made it through all these years And I still love you and I always you wow what a beautiful song up on the hill and that you is that any particular you in your life the one that you know stay with me or was that just <laughs> love of life at that yeah, point more just thinking in general of uh, about marriage and just kind of staying together so the song is a, a metaphor for marriage you know where you're you're together and things are going great and you're up on the hill I think there's the line, we've come so far, we've climbed every hill, we've made it through all these years. It's just kind of about about staying together and sticking through it, even when things might be hard. I think that the phrase then should have been, you know, like down in the pits. <laughs> sure, yeah. Stay together even down in the pits, you know, yeah. it, through sickness and health. Health is pretty the easy period. Yeah. Did pregnancy and childbirth make it easier or harder to stay together? I, I find it works both ways. It worked both ways in my experience. I feel like it's brought my husband and I together so much more. It's done a lot of good things for our relationship and I couldn't ask for a better father for my children. So I think it's just made me love him a lot more and it's just connects us in a way that we didn't have before. So it's been very positive. Yeah. Flesh of my flesh. It, mm -hmm. it, it's embodied now. Yeah. I want to keep racing through the music because I know that we're going to, there's always this question, how much music we'll be able to get <laughs> yeah. in? 
because for Corey Reesonweber, you can't find much of her music out there yet. I mean, it's it's, it's fairly limited. So mm-hmm. we're actually adding to the wealth today. And so let's rush into another song. What's next? So this next one is called You Are the Rain. And is that, are you pro-rain or anti-rain? I mean, that's... Very, very pro, yes. Very okay. pro-rain. I do enjoy the rain. And uh, this is kind of another relationship kind of a song. So I think that in this, the rain is kind of a metaphor for the healing that a person can bring to you. I walk these streets Only the shadows know my name I walk the lonely streets Only the clouds Bring the rain Only the clouds Bring the cleansing rain To wash away the pain To make me new again beautiful voice that you just heard and the gentle emotions coming through that voice are those of Corey Reeson Weber, my guest here today for Song of the Soul. Track her down on Facebook at Corey Reeson Weber Music. The link's on org. That'll make it the easiest way to find it. 
You can find her in person in the area of the Chippewa Valley in Wisconsin, where she performs with, amongst other people, girl band. Is I, and I have trouble. I grew up in an age, Corey, when it was very clear that to call a woman a girl was to say she's immature, say she's not quite oh, sure. equal to an mm-hmm. adult, right? Mm-hmm. Just as calling a man a boy right. would, would not work there. But, <laughs> yeah. but I think that the members of Girl Band are all feisty women. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think it takes a certain amount of confidence to take the label and turn it back. Just like when gays could say, okay, you thought it was an insult to be gay before? Ha. Huh. Yeah. No, I think the, the name kind of just started as a a placeholder name, you know, that we were just a group of women who wanted to get together and and make music. So we were a girl band. And so we had intended on changing it and it just kind of stuck. So I think that's our our name now, just girl band. Songs like You Are the Rain are so clearly about relationship with another person. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the way, my wife and I, the healing part that comes from relationship, one of the things that's cemented when we finally, having been married before each of us, having decided, okay, we can get married, was when we started doing Imago relationship therapy, where in my wife's words, a song that she sang at our wedding, she says, the surest way I can be whole is when I'm healing you. Mm -hmm. That engaging in mutual healing for one another is such a step up in relationship as opposed to what do I get out of this relationship? Right. What brought you and your husband together? (laughs) Oh boy. Well, we met through his sister. I was friends with his sister and she kind of set us up. And I feel like what made it work and what made us stay together as a couple was just that we we have a lot of important things in common. So when I say that, I mean like our values are very are very similar. Uh, we have fairly different personalities. I remember being early on in our relationship and it's easy to get caught up in the little things about a person and like the little things, little differences, you know, very different tastes in music different hobbies and just different interests in general, people kind of rush to end things. I think, especially when you're younger, you know, you're looking for a very specific type of person, right? Being with my husband, I felt like I was to a point where those little things didn't really matter anymore. And through our relationship, I had to realize they didn't matter anymore, you know, and it took us being together not very long, but it took us having some conversations and, you know, real deep conversations to realize like the things that keep people together, you know, about having the same values and having similar experiences and then making new experiences together. Those are the things that make a lasting relationship. So that's just kind of what brought us together emotionally. It's been really rewarding and our marriage has blossomed into parenthood. And uh, I, I, like I said before, I, I couldn't ask for a better partner to raise our child together. Well, congratulations on that. That's, Thank you. It sounds like your life is filled with uh, some really important riches right now. Yeah, things are good. And you can add to our riches by sharing just one more song. That's what we've got time for. How can we conclude your song of the soul, Corey? So this song is called As the Crow Flies. So I started out writing this song because I just really like that expression. And I thought, huh, that could make an interesting concept. So I think that the song is really about the journey. You know, it's about finding your way and enjoying the scenery along the way. Having grown up on a farm, uh-huh. you could have also chosen Till the Cows Come Home. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That would be a completely different song. <laughs> 
I'm so glad that your voice is added to the beautiful voices in the Chippewa Valley. And certainly Jen Hazen is a magic woman who brings people together and brings music out. And I'm thankful for her influence knitting the community together. She knows how to spread the love. <laughs> she definitely, <laughs> quite definitely does this. We're going to go out with just one last song here by Corey Reeson Weber. Again, you find her via a link that we have on NorthernSpiritRadio.org called Corey Reeson Weber Music on Facebook. Follow that link and find out where she's performing. Find out about some more of her music because not enough of it has been recorded. Hopefully, you'll be getting more out there soon. Any hope? It is a goal, yes. That is one of my goals, is to do some recording sometime in the near future. (laughs) Stay tuned. We'll try and keep those links on this page on Northern Spirit Radio. Again, Corey, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for bringing more love into the world and being here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. And we go out with Corey Reeson-Weber. The song is As the Crow Flies. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Me wandering, and I don't know when I'll get there.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.